Podcast City Network. Hey, what's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Enjoy the show. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash MMA show and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash MMA show. Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA Show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of MMA. Today we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest hosts. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the click the support button found at anchor.fm slash mark the shark MMA show. And that's Mark spelled with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA show Facebook page. Page. Also, for a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action thriller suspense novel, check out a book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com. and paperback version only on BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorta. She has her books in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on Amazon.com and paperback format on both Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. All right, guys, we're back on the show, and I got um, our my co-host, Master Steve Lynn here, and we're going to talk about the UFC on ESPN 6 that takes place on October 18th, the fight card between Dominic Riez and Chris Weidman. How are you doing today, today, Steve? Good to be here, Mark. Been a while, man. I missed you, buddy. Yep, but I'm here, ready to uh, have a discussion, so let's do it. Yeah, man. All right, so let's start with the uh, – so who do you want to talk to about first? Well, why don't we start from the uh, undercard of the Wyman versus Ray's card, because there, there is one name that caught my eye. Okay, who's that? And that would be Court McGee 
And the reason he caught my eye is that I think a lot of people probably uh, don't remember out of the top of their head, but this man has actually been in the UFC since 2010, so almost a decade oh, now. Man, I haven't seen this guy fight in a while. Exactly. That's why, uh, even though he's been around for so long, and he was actually a Ultimate Fire winner way back, he's always been kind of under the radar, you know. He's been good for a while, but I don't know what happened. He's back. Well, he's back. Um, he's had at least 12 fights in the UFC at this point. But, you know, this guy, he's uh, he's, breaking, he's kind of like the anti-Conor McGregor. Very quiet guy, very humble. Not really the type of guy that likes to stir up a lot of uh, commotion outside of the cage. And But even within the cage, you know, he's a wrestler. He's a very grindy guy who's just going to, like, clinch with you, take you down, and just, you know, suck the life out of you. So that's not really the type of person that gets a lot of attention or draws a lot of eyeballs, but he's been around and he's, he's still in the UFC after all these years. So. Uh, you there? know about him? Ryan Riez. I mean, it's John Brady. Sorry. The guy's fighting. Uh, all right. Can no, I saw oh he's handle Gracie guy. All right. Uh, I'm looking at his record right now. Nine and now. Like he's actually this actually has UFC debut. So Ah yeah, yeah, because he's uh well he's nine and oh. Ten and oh. Ten and oh? Yep. Oh, that's weird. MMA, MMA junkie says nine and oh. Okay. So it's his MMA debut. Not MMA debut, it's his uh UFC debut. Yeah, UFC debut, yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, Gordon McGee hasn't. I haven't seen him in ages. Since the last time he fought, oh, he did fight on um, in April. Diego Lima. That, that must the, have been uh, on a hunger card or something, because uh, and he lost the split decision on that one. Yep, to Diego Lima. He's uh, like I said, he's a guy that's always been under the radar, even though he's always been around. I think um, people kind of kind of forget about him just because he. Like I said, he's not really a flashy guy, whether it be inside the cage or outside. So I think people don't really – he's not really a guy that kind of uh, just jumps out at you. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I remember him. He was a good fighter. Tough kid. I think he had – wasn't he like a drug addict or something until he got into the martial arts and he kind of straightened him out? That's what I yeah, kind he, of remember. Yeah, I believe he was a uh, – he was a meth head, actually. I was, meth head. Yeah. I was thinking heroin or something. It's all bad stuff. Yeah, uh, his story is very, uh, very encouraging. I believe he was a, a good high school wrestler back when he was younger. And then he has, he had college scholarship for wrestling. What happens is that I think the university that he was in go to actually cut the wrestling program. That meant that he wasn't going to school. And that kind of caused him to lose his way. And that's when he got into the drugs. That's when he got into the meth. And things are looking bad. But then he found MMA and God. So those are two things that got him back on track. And you know, years later, he's still, you know, still in the UFC. So, mm. yeah. And then another good person is Joe Lazon. Lazon, Joe Lazon. I'm, I'm butchering his name today. Uh, that's that's another guy that's been around forever. But is he? Uh, I don't see him on tonight's card. Is he? But does he have another fight coming? Yeah, out? he's on the uh, same card. Is he? He's um, fighting Jonathan Pierce, who's nine and three. That's tonight? Uh, no, that's on the same card with Weidman, yeah. 
I mean, now it's I'm actually looking at the, yeah, I'm, looking at, I'm, I'm looking at the card right now. I actually don't, hold on, let me look at some other, I'm looking at SureDog right now. I actually don't see the fight listed, so I don't know if it got canceled last minute or. Uh, oh, okay. You're looking at a different, oh, okay. I'm looking at a different site. You're looking at. Uh, nice. Well, look at the official uh, UFC site, so because that would definitely be the uh, most legit source. So. So you are you seeing all the other people like Brendan Allen versus Eric Spicely, Mace Barber? Yeah, I see that. I see uh, the female fight, Macy Barber versus Gillian Robertson. And there's another guy who I actually want to talk about later, uh, Zabit. And then he has a really long last name, kind of like the same B does. But... All right. Who's that guy? Very good. 17 and 1. He's in there, one of those crazy uh, Dagestan guys, you know, from the same country as that Khabib is in. So, you know, very good wrestling. He's a really tough guy. He actually, uh, he just beat uh, Jeremy Stevens in his last fight. So that's kind of his, uh, his test, I think. And who's he fighting on that, on that one? He's fighting this guy named Calvin Qatar. Who, uh, oh, this guy actually, I'm looking at his record. He actually knocked out Ricardo Lamas in his last fight. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's another uh, big win. So I guess two guys were both up and coming. Uh, they're both, I was about to say they're both young, but the other well, one guy's actually 31, and one's 28. So they're actually, you know, they're not, they're not guys getting into the, just getting in the game, but they have been around for a long time. So to be at 17 and one, the other guy's 20 and three. So, you know, they've had a lot of fights under their belt. But I think right now they're, they're basically just trying to uh, move on to the next level, you know. So do you, who do you think is going to win with, uh, Court McGee, think he's gonna win his match or? Well, the guy he's fighting is actually a local kid. If you look, I'm looking at his record, Hens look Gracie Philly, and a lot of his fights has has been in uh, Cage Fury, which I don't know if you know about, but that's like you know, that and Ring Combat are kind of two big shows around the uh, tri-state area. So. Yeah, he doesn't look too well. He's definitely not from my hands of school. Maybe he trains in the city. He's a Hendel Gracie Philly, so he's down from the south. Oh, Daniel, yeah. probably with Daniel Gracie, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't know if who, who who would you pick to do for that one. You'd probably like to see Court McGee win, though, right? Yeah, just because, you know, he's a guy who's been around for a long time and a guy who's overcome a lot. Every guy's a hot prospect. And, no, so I'm assuming this is probably kind of a test to see if he can cut in the UFC. It's also kind of a way for, I guess, Court to see if he still has, you know, if he still has it. Court has, a, he's had a very um, mixed record in UFC. You know, the win one, lose one, win two, lose another one. So. Now, what about your pick for the other guy between Zabit and uh, Calvin? I think I've seen that guy Zabit fight before. He's pretty good. He's very fancy. Does a lot of weird, lot, does a lot of weird uh, stuff, like spinning stuff. Also a good wrestler on top of that. So, who do you think? I think he'll probably end up winning. I'm going to go as a beat, just because yes, I like the way yeah. it was more of just I like the way he fights. I like his style. It's definitely something different from what we usually see from a lot of other guys. So I'm gonna go with him. Now, what about the uh, the women's fight, the women's flyweight bout between uh, Macy Barber and Gillian Robinson? I actually don't know anything about either of them. So I've seen that girl Gillian fight before. 
a few times actually. I think she's been on, if I'm not mistaken, uh, she's probably been on a good win streak lately. Let me just check the record. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at her record right now. She's been, she's actually been in the UFC for a while now. I mean, her, this is her. Yeah, I know she was on the Ultimate Fighter. Yep. Um, does it say what's her record right now? She's on a two-fight win streak. Seven and three. Yeah. She's won her last two fights. So I'm probably going to give it to her. And then... Now, Daniel Spitz looks familiar, but I'm not too familiar with Tanner Bruposer. Uh, I'm familiar with that guy. Hmm. And what about the main card? Like, what are your thoughts of Weidman coming back? Weidman, that's the guy. I just remember that when he first came out, he had so much, there was so much hype behind him, you know? Yeah. Uh, I remember he took on Damian Maya at very short notice. I think that was his, uh, that's kind of his, uh, yeah, no, he had two, he had some other UFC fights before that. But I think the beating Damian is kind of what kind of got his name really big. Because, you know, Damian was already a big name back then. I think at that point, he already had his uh, shot against Anderson Silva for the belt. And I know that, you know, Maya, sorry, I mean, Wyman, you know, he, he has all his wrestling credentials. I remember there's, there's I don't know if you ever saw it, but he actually did a match against Andre Gaval in the... Uh, yeah, Melbourne. I actually did see it. He did very good. Yeah, and that was only yeah, with Yeah, considering that, that guy training. was, uh, yeah. you know, at the time, Andre Gaval was like, I think that was the one he won, like, the dub, he won the absolute and his division. Forget what year that was, because he was like on the top of his game. Weidman gave him a hard time. I don't think he expected that from Weidman. I think Weidman at the point had only been training uh, maybe like four years, three, four years. So kind of like you know, I guess that's about blue. That's kind of like purple belt level, I think. But you know, with his wrestling, his athleticism, he really took it to uh, Gaval, even though he yeah. lost. But looked good in there. Yeah, yeah. I think he just lost by points too on that match too. I don't think he got submitted or anything. And then as Dominic Reyes guy, it's really good. He's got like really good striking from what I remember. What do you think? I've actually never seen him fight. So no, really? No. No, dude, he's good. He's got really good striking, dude. I've seen him fight before. Now, what are your thoughts on Whiteman coming back? I mean, he had like those neck injuries before. Um like before he fought, um, came back, like after he won the belt, I forget, I think he, it was after he fought Luke or before, there were talks about he, he was saying he was going to retire. Um, he had some issues with his neck, I think. Um, yeah, uh, I was going to talk about that because like I said, there's a lot of hype behind him. The hype was definitely for real because he did end up winning the belt from Anderson who looked unbeatable at the time. And then, you know, he defended it once against Vitor, no, no, twice, sorry, once, three times, he defended against Anderson, who got rematched, and that's when that late, yeah. that really nasty uh, leg break happened. And then he beat Leo Machida, and then Vitor. So, yeah, it looked like he was doing really well, but then after that, he kind of went on a, a big uh, losing streak, right? He was not, he was knocked yeah, out three times. Yeah, Romero just, yeah. like, laid him out. I believe it was with a knee. Yeah, it was with a flying knee. And also, uh, Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold. We actually saw that fight. I don't even remember. We actually watched that fight together. Luke Rockhold. Yeah. Was that at Hooters? It was in your basement. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. 
Yeah, that was a while ago, man. Yep. 2015. 2015. Yeah. So, yeah. And then but what I was gonna say was that I was actually at the uh, I was actually saw the fight live where he fought where he got knocked out by uh, Jackery at the MSG. Yeah. Yeah. Maria definitely was a little bit uh, quiet when that happened. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I was shocked. But that guy, Yon Romero, I just saw the last fight he had. Actually, we saw that one together in Hooters. At Hooters, at Hooters, yeah. I mean, he looked phenomenal, you know. I mean, he lost, but considering the guy he fought was 13 and 0 now, years so, younger than him. Yep, 13 and 0. You know, it's crazy. So, I who do you think is going to win between Weidman and, and Riaz? Going to go with Weidman? It's really a coin flip. You know, uh, it's just that Weidman, you know, I, I'm a fan of his. Been a fan of his for a while. It's just, but. I just know he's really, uh, you know, he, there's so much of a uh, X factor him coming in. You know, oh, is he, is his body still 100% healthy? Where's his mental state at after, you know, being a champion and then kind of like having that big losing streak? So, like, I really, yeah, this is definitely a fight where I, and the other guys, 11 and 0, quite confident. You know, he's up and coming, fighting this former champion and veteran. So, I really, uh, you know what? I'm just going to go with Weidman. I'll go, I'll go with my heart, not with my mind. But yeah. I wouldn't, if I had to put money on it, I definitely wouldn't do it, so. Yeah. Now, I got you on here. You recently just went to see two MMA fights. Well, not recently. It was a month or two ago, but we, we haven't gotten around the chat. One of them was a UFC, and the other one was the PFL, right? That's right, yes. Yeah. So, who fought? Who did you see fight on the PFL? Because that was in Atlantic City. Correct. I actually had a... Uh, Friend of mine, old buddy of mine, actually won some tickets, some kind of a bar. So yeah, three tickets, three tickets actually. So I went down. We're actually all uh, old college roommates, so it's kind of a little, uh, little bit reunion for us. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then, so who did you get to see the fight that night? Because I, I haven't caught up on my PFL. I just saw like the PFL five. I think the one you saw, you went to was like six. The main uh, card was uh, Jared Roschult. Okay. Uh, former, who was a former UFC guy versus versus Satoshi Ishii, who was a 2008 gold medalist in judo. Wow. Who won that one? Rosho. It was a very, uh, I won't lie, that event was not very enjoyable. I have yeah. no, um, I, mean, I went there, showed up for the undercard. I think the venue was, was kind of like 70% full. By the time we got to the uh, final fight, I would say there was probably only about 10%, only about 10% of the seats were, uh, maybe even less than that, were still, less than 10% of the seats were filled by the time you got to the end of the card, so. Wow. Where in Atlantic City? What casino was it at? Boardwalk? Not Boardwalk. It was a, uh, I actually don't remember. I actually don't remember, so. Uh. Because I know I've seen a couple UFC fights at the Boardwalk, and then I've seen, like, a couple amateur fights at the Golden Nugget. Um, and then who – and then you saw the UFC, too. Which card – which one did you see? That was the um, Colby Covington versus Robbie Lawler. And that was where? At the Garden or Barclay? That was in Newark, uh, the Prudential Center. Now, how did you enjoy that one? Well, unfortunately, even though I spent about 200 bucks for my tickets – I, uh, I misjudged the. I actually forgot about the time that it was going to start. I assumed that was going to be, you know, nighttime as usual. What happened is that the event actually started around 2 p.m. So 
Yeah. So by the time I realized that the event was going on and rushed down there with my friend, it was already at the uh, Jim Miller versus Clay Gita. That was a co-main event. So, oh, so I actually only saw that. I actually only saw that in the, the main event. So uh, that was on ESPN. That wasn't pay-per-view then, right? If I'm recalling correctly. I'm assuming, I don't think that was a pay-per-view. So Yeah. Yeah, I, this, this ESPN stuff, like, just confuses me because I'm used to the – I mean, in a way it's good, but in a way it's bad. Like, for me it's bad now, like right now because I got all this stuff running around during the football season with my kids because of the cheerlead. So all the events start at 8, whereas I'm, I'm still used to this events starting at 10. So it's usually only the pay-per-views that start at 10. And then now they got those ones where they stream from different countries at different times, like the one that was in China recently. That's yeah, that's why I was confused because the this event was right in you know the east coast of the uh, United States, so I thought it would be the typical time, but it was actually it was very uh, very strange, unusual start time. Yeah, so, did you ever catch it on ESPN on replay? I've only watched it live, so. No, I mean, I mean to watch the undercards or anything like that. I didn't do that yet, no. Yeah. Got to catch up on that, man. Same with me. <laughs> Not an amazing season. So, yeah, I got to be picky about what I'm watching. Yeah. I hear you. Now, have you been watching uh, any of the Bellator stuff lately? The la- I think the last event, I believe that was uh, that was Daniel Strauss, right? Yeah. I did watch that. Undazen. Undazen. Yeah, that was uh, that was very, that was probably the worst performance I've ever seen from him. Like that was yeah. always known as a really good wrestler. I believe he was an Ohio State champion back in high school. He's usually yeah. getting guys down, but that fight, he was getting every single round. He was getting taken down, getting mounted, getting controlled. So, yeah, I don't know if you noticed, but he's been in a very um, motorcycle bad, accident. Right? Yeah, very yeah. bad motorcycle accident. I mean, kudos for him for getting. I mean, he did get back in the ring and like he won the fight that he came back to, but mm-hmm. I still don't think. Um, he's ever he's fully recovered. Um, yeah, I remember uh, when Frank Mir. I don't even remember just this is probably about almost twenty years ago. But, yeah, uh, over when Frank Mir got into that accident, right after he uh, it was after he submitted Tim Sylvia. Yeah, he was gone for a little bit, and then we came back. He definitely uh, he definitely did not look fully recovered. So, exactly. Yeah, that was, you know, that was pretty card. I think that was Matt Mitrium was the main card on that one. And he got knocked out. No, no, that the main, there was a weird, that was, there was a weird uh, thing that happened. There was an eye poke, right, in the main event. Yeah. Yeah, and then they had, um, they're having. I don't think it was Matt, though, right? I don't think it was Matt Mitrion because he just fought, like, last month. Yeah, I thought that was the same one. That was on. Um, that's where he uh, got knocked out by uh, Sergey Karatanov. I think that was another. Yeah. I think that was another. That was the one after that, then, right? The one with Strauss. The one with Strauss is the most recent one, and that was after the Matt Mitchell one. Uh, I'm looking up right now. Uh, really, it was Ryan Bader. Ryan Bader versus Chick yeah, That was the main event. It had very strange Bader one, the, uh, Bader one. Eye poke. So yeah. Yeah, and then they had that. That's right. The Strauss was the featherweight tournament. And then they got the next one. Like tonight, they got the KSW on Danzing. I, I've only seen, I think that's the one I started to watch. 
started, I think I sold one, like a heavyweight title fight. It was actually pretty good. Um, then I got Henderson versus uh, Jury on Bellator. Mile Jury? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know he switched over. Kind of forgot about that one. Yeah, that's on on September 27th. So that, that should be a pretty good one. Look forward to that. I got to catch up on my Bellator, man. There's just so, so little time, you know? You saw the uh, fight in China, right? Yeah, yeah. That was a quick knockout. That was, I saw that streamed, obviously, because it was, I think, very early in the morning, like 5 a.m. or something. <laughs> uh, after uh, Ong won the, won the belt, Henry Cejudo, Henry Cejudo was trying to call her out. Yeah, yeah. he's trying to become the, the trans. Intergender, intergender champion of the UFC, yeah. Yeah, I think it's obviously just a gag. It's a, it's a, I, give him a, I give him props. That's a good gag. Yeah, think, it is. Um, it is. I want to talk about really quick yeah. is that I think in, in this era, there's so many Conor McGregor clones right now. Every, yeah. Everyone's trying to do the same thing that he's doing, just talking, you know, being super arrogant, talking trash about everyone around them. We see, you know, um, Dylan Dennis doing that, Colby. So I kind of appreciate that, that, you know, Triple C, Triple C, Henry Cejudo, found another gimmick that's a little bit, that's a different angle, you know, so. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Who is he scheduled to fight? He should be fighting soon now. He probably has to defend the 125-pound belt next, right? He just won the... Yeah, that or, you know, it's going to happen. Dana will strip him if he waits too long. I think he should have a uh, rematch with Joe Benavidez. That should be that's the most logical, logical yeah. uh, matchup I can think of right now. Yeah, I know he called out Mariah Faber too. Oh, for 135. Yeah, right. yeah, and then I think I think I heard something about uh, what's the other guy that that um, that Faber beat? Ricky uh, Simon. No, Dominic. Dominic Cruz. He might do Dominic, Dominic, but I don't think Dominic's ever going to come back. You know? He's had a lot, yeah, a lot of injury issues through the years. So who knows if he can be healthy enough for the – who knows if he can make it through a fight camp at this point. Yeah. Then you got Cody uh, Garbrandt talking. If he, if he, He's saying, like, if he, if he beats, like, one more guy, he wants to a match against Henry. Hmm. Well, let's see. Because he didn't look too good in his last fight, you know. He's been getting knocked out a lot. So. Yeah. His chin is starting to catch up with him, I think. Now, he's always been known. I think he's always said that he's actually had, uh, even before he, he was in UFC, he actually had a lot of issues with uh, concussion, uh, concussions. From a, lot of, a lot of the street fights that he's been in. So. Yeah. And then you know that, uh, I don't know when, Ken Shamrock's supposed to be doing some uh, bare knuckle. Oh, yeah, he's still around. He's still around. <laughs> yeah, he's doing a bare knuckle match. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think it's in. Um, it's supposed to take place uh, in a couple weeks, actually. I don't know where. This seems to be the uh, path for a lot of these uh, guys who I hate to use the term, but uh, washed up. Yeah, when you can't get any more MMA fights, you know that's uh, it's time to uh, take the gloves away and get punched in the face with bare knuckles. So, yeah, you know, you know who'd be interesting to see Who? doing that? Chuck Liddell. 
<laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, think, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back, you know? I think um, with the way he punches, he kind of throws those weird, loopy yeah, you have to the, uh, up strikes, right? I, mean, I, I don't know if that's going to be good for his uh, knuckles. So. Yeah, exactly. He would have to change it up anyway. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll be uh, back after the short break. All right. All right, guys, we're back on the show, and today we got a special guest, female MMA fighter, Katie Perez. Katie, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks, and you? Good, good. So, uh, yeah, so give us a little background on yourself. Like, where are you from, and how you, how you got into MMA, stuff like that, and, like, what was your first martial art and all that? Okay, yeah. Um, well, I was born in Miami, Florida. Um, Grew up in kind of the Greensboro area of North Carolina. Um, got into martial arts pretty young. I started with Chinese Kempo as like a little kid and uh, really enjoyed it, stuck with it. Actually, my brother started first and I just copied him. Um, and when he kind of moved on to other things, I just kept doing it. Um, then they offered a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu class when I was in high school. And I loved that. And I realized, okay, yeah, you know, this is, this is fun to you. I mean, my... my most of my experience is that Chinese Kempo because, you know, it was like years and years of doing that. And then uh, kind of happened upon jujitsu. I fell away from it in college. Um, and then a little under two years ago, came back to martial arts, just kind of wandered into the gym and uh, got back started again. Uh, okay. So I've been, yeah, I've been training MMA only, only since I've been at, combat fitness uh under coach Graham Prue with team phoenix so this is relatively new but i've been doing martial arts for a while oh wow and then what organization do you fight for now um organization yeah i mean i i fight with with us with team phoenix um but i'm i'm an amateur so as far as like organization i'm still just kind of whatever is available Oh, I mean, so you, you fight for any one particular um, like uh, like MMA organization or how? Um, well, I mean, I've, I've had the most bouts with Ogitcha to fight promotions out in Wisconsin. They run a really good show. Um, but I've, I've honestly had great experiences with um, all the promotions that I've been fortunate to fight for and uh even just experience as a corner or supporting other teammates, um, you know, really just, just been having a good experience overall. Okay. Now, is there a um, particular organization that you want to fight for or? Um, it would be an absolute dream to fight for Ryzen. Um, so that's, that's something that my, my heart is kind of, kind of looking at, I suppose. But honestly, I just love, to fight, and um, I consider myself extremely fortunate that I am physically able, that my, my life allows me to do it, um, that I'm in a place where I can focus on it. I consider myself fortunate to be able to fight for any organization, um, and to even have this as a, 
as a career path, as a as a lifestyle, uh, is a huge just kind of blessing. You know, it's it's just it's just it's something I'm really grateful for and uh, really appreciative of. Oh, okay. Now, Ryzen, you're out of Japan, right? Pardon? Japan? Could you? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Ryzen's out of Japan. Okay, that's not. Um, I think is that where Gary Tonin fights? I'm trying to think right now. Or Con Gracie, or I think. Because there, there are. Affili- I'm trying to remember now. They were affiliated. I think that's the one that used to be Pride, right? I'm so sorry you're breaking up just a little bit. Oh no, I think that used to be Pride. Ah, uh, yeah, it's out in that. I mean, that's where Pride started. Was out in Japan, and uh, kind of MMA as we know it, emerging out, emerging out of the scenes. It's it's got a lot of history, and I I mean it goes way back. You know the the tradition of the the samurai, the warrior is. I I love that like the culture that surrounds it. It's not just you know fighting to be you know aggressive and dominant or you know anything like that. It's it's about that kind of warrior lifestyle, about being a martial artist more than just a fighter. Um, and that's what appeals to me so very much. Um, you know, it's, it's not a trash talking kind of organization. It's not about like the, the character you portray of being this sort of brash, rowdy, you know, you don't have to be any kind of anything. You can just be yourself and be, um, a superb athlete. And that's what's celebrated is that warrior spirit, bringing that, bringing that energy and putting the effort and discipline to training. So I think that's what appeals to me so much about it out there in particular. Yeah, that's kind of interesting because most people, like they say, like uh, Bellator or UFC, they say. Um, Which, again, are, are amazing organizations and I'd be yeah. super honored to fight for. Um, yeah, it's definitely not a diss on anybody. It's just kind of like there's something special to me about that, uh, that philosophy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, have you ever been to Japan? No, I haven't. Um, actually, barring Canada, I haven't been outside of the U.S., so. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's like one it would definitely favorite. be cool. I definitely want to, um, go to Japan one day. Uh, and see, and see that culture over there. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. So... Oh, so the Ryzen's like, all right, so, like, you've, uh, how many amateur fights have you had now? Um, I've had five. I'm four and one. Oh, okay. Um, and all, all, all pretty closely spaced together, so it's been a whirlwind of a year. Oh, okay. Now, when, when do you think you'll turn pro? I'm looking to do that soon. The exact dates on that are really something that I completely leave up to my coach. Um, you know, he, he knows where I'm at in training. He knows what I'm prepared for. Uh, and he's, you know, better qualified to deal with promotions and to deal with contracts and things like that. Um, and it makes it very simple and easy for me. I'm, I'm, I'm super spoiled. Uh, everyone at our gym is where you can focus completely on your training and your performance as an athlete. Um, and he takes all that stress of you know trying to handle negotiations and contracts and figure out what medicals you need and figure out your travel arrangements and figure out you know all of those like those things that I think most fighters probably have to deal with um I'm incredibly spoiled in that I don't 
Um, I very much just get to focus on showing up to training, being mentally and physically present, and uh, preparing myself as best as possible. And everything else is pretty much lined up for me. So I couldn't give you specific dates, um, but I can tell you that when that opportunity presents itself, I will definitely be all over it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, do you um, just do MMA or do you do, like, other um, combat sports as well? I mean, I do, I do jiu-jitsu tournaments. Um, I really enjoy jiu-jitsu. Um, we, our, our, our school affiliation is with the Ginsburg Academy under Professor Dave Ginsburg. Uh, so I'm, I, I think our jiu-jitsu is the best. You know, everyone's going to say that. But, uh, no, it's, it's, it's definitely a lot of fun. Uh, it's a very different energy. It used to be, you know, very kind of high stress for me to do Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournaments. But now having been in a cage and had another girl trying to punch me in the face, hit a, I wouldn't say like that perspective makes it less, but it changes it. You know, it just kind of shifts my perspective on, okay, well, this is different without strikes or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I still very much enjoy it. Um, but I, I recognize sport jiu-jitsu as a completely different aspect of my life. And that's pretty much the only other combat sport that I uh, participate in at this time. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> now, did you do any submission-only tournaments or no? Um, yeah, no, I, I actually prefer that uh, format, honestly. Um, I'm not really a points girl. Um, I kind of like it to be a definitive end to a match. So, uh, you know, one way or another, I like it being very clean. Like, oh, okay, I know who won that because the other person submitted. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I know a lot of people are, that's like the big thing now. Submission. Um, Jiu-Jitsu as opposed to just straight out points. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a format I very much enjoy. I also, I mean, I recognize... Um, you know, the value of, of the point system, is, especially for, you know, avoiding those, like, three-hour matches, uh, those legendary forever-long matches that can go on in submission-only tournaments. But, um, no, I, I like having the focus of knowing, you know, what I'm there to do and what my opponent is there to do. And uh, simple, straightforward, and, you know, it's just kind of whose day is it? Who's better prepared? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, um, now, do you consider yourself more of a stand-up fighter or a grappler? I'm assuming stand-up to start out with the striking. Type um. Of well, I do. I do have that background, and I do. Uh, think very highly of our our jujitsu training. I think, honestly, I'm. I strive to be, and I think I'm. You know, becoming and and being a fighter that's comfortable anywhere. Um, if we're standing up, cool, I like stand up. You know, if we're in the clinch, cool, I like the clinch. If it goes to the ground, I have a lot of confidence on the ground. So it's it's really something that anywhere the fight goes, I'm comfortable, um, and I enjoy it. It's 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 honestly the like the energy and the spirit of fighting that I love, and less so the technical kind of breakdown of oh I'm a striker or I'm a grappler or I'm a you know clinch wrestler type deal um I'm pretty, I'm comfortable everywhere and uh yeah <laughs> now do you find yourself um how can I say this do you find yourself training everything every day or do you break it up 
Um, I'm pretty fortunate to have a good split um, each day. So I do train every day. Um, and the weekdays and sat, uh, yeah, the weekdays we have classes. We have one of each, so it's a striking and a grappling class. You know, um, it's it's very well rounded at my gym. Uh, you know, we have gi and no gi, jiu-jitsu, We do boxing, muay thai, kickboxing. We it covers all the bases, and um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> in answer to your question, yeah, I'm I'm training both pretty much every day, um, and then on the weekends, it's uh, you know more conditioning or flow rounds, things like that. But I do get to train every aspect of my game every day. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Now do you um now since you train everything every day, like what do you do outside mixed martial arts? Like for fun? <laughs> <laughs> um well it's it's the most fun there is to me. So I I pretty much just devote all of my time and energy to it. But uh, as far as like kind of winding down on my day, you know, my time off, you know, if it's my day off work and I don't have to train for a few hours, um, other than naps, which I hold very near and dear to my heart. I love naps. <laughs> I like to play music, paint, draw. I recently got into sculpting and that's been fun. Um, pretty much any kind of expressive art makes me really happy. You know, it might be violin or keyboard, guitar, or just painting doodling origami anything to keep my hands busy I uh, like expressing myself creatively um those are those are pretty much my go-to's now, uh you said neff you said you love neff what is that i couldn't i didn't know what that meant could like, you yeah you're fine. could you repeat that i couldn't quite hear you yeah you said you love like before he said the pottery and the, the music. Oh, oh, naps. Yeah, taking naps in the middle of the day. Those are... Naps? I love those. Yeah, naps. Oh, you know? naps. <laughs> I'm like, wait, is that like some kind of organization? No, okay. No, yeah, nothing nothing so so cool or elaborate. I just I just like sleeping in the middle of the day. I think it's, it's really special. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, you guys need your rest, right? In between. Absolutely. And, um, you know, all of those, those other things, you know, like music or art or anything like that, it just kind of feeds into that's, that's recovery time to me. That's like a break from my mind, um, as well as my body. Like I can kind of disengage from regular life, so to speak, and get into that. Um, you know, I also love like, you know, watching movies or cool TV shows, that kind of stuff is a nice way to disengage as well. But as far as doing stuff for fun, it would be more of that kind of artistic vibe, I guess. Yeah. So, because you mentioned Ryzen, that you're in, that that's the organization. Do you watch yeah. more? Like, where do you even get to watch those fights? Do you have to like go to a website to watch them, or? Um. You know, honestly, I'm I'm not sure. Usually, someone else pulls up the fights, and I watch them with that person. I'm not very technologically. Uh, inclined you know like I can use my phone but I would I would rather somebody else figure out how to do things <laughs> um it was kind of one of those things you know I, I mentioned my brother uh, started karate and then kind of fell away from it he was always like the tech genius of our household growing up uh so I uh never had to learn how to figure out things as far as like the computer would do something weird and be like Daniel come over here 
uh, or, you know, the TV or something like any, any kind of technological issue, we just automatically defaulted to my brother. Um, so, I mean, like, I learned how to do a lot of, you know, production uh, technician type work when I was doing that, as that's been a job of mine. Um, but as far as troubleshooting or, you know, navigating uh, like sites to watch fights or anything like that, I usually just kind of leave that to other people. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I would think that you would probably watch because I don't think I've ever seen a, a Risen event. I would assume that you would get those, uh, off, um, YouTube or something like that. You know, that's what I would Yeah, that makes sense. And any kind of streaming service yeah because i know i watched uh you ever watched one uh, i have seen some of their fights yeah yeah so yeah sometimes like you know i watch i'll catch gary uh tone on there or you, you or uh cron gracie i'm not too sure if you're familiar with him he's a hicks and son he actually just switched over to uh the ufc Okay. Yeah. Um, and he won his first fight. But, uh, yeah, so I usually watch that and stuff occasionally, but I usually, uh, you watch. So, who's your favorite uh, female MMA fighter? Is it someone from mm -hmm. Risen or someone from the UFC? Um,. I mean, I have I have respect for anyone that does this sport, male or female. I think uh, women have a little bit tougher of a time of it, at least as far as like societally speaking. You know, convincing the people in their life that no, it's you know, I'm okay. I just I just actually like fighting, so I'm going to do this. Um, I think Roxanne Mataferi stands out to me a lot. Um, oh, yeah, she she uh, spent I think she lived in Japan for a long time, right? Um, I'm not, I think so. I'm not sure. I'm not super great with, with keeping details, um, on like, you know, the people's story. I just remember I, I I'm, I'm, in, I'm inspired by her. I, th I think her approach is very, you know, honorable, respectful. Um, I've never seen or heard her like trash talk anybody. Her, her interviews, things like that, they're always about her journey, about her progression. Um, and I respect that, as well as her performance as a fighter. And I think her, like, courage in allowing her personality to show through, like, a cool or goofy, however you want to put it, like, w like wearing a nerdy costume to weigh-ins is something that I think takes a really awesome personality. Like, say, like, hey, you know what? I love this thing, and uh, you can enjoy it, too, or you can I – I really don't care, like, to, to say that like, no one else's opinions matter. Um, I think what she what she does and how she approaches the sport is incredibly honorable and um, as well as impressive. So yeah, I think she's a standout for me. Plus, she's been kind of a pioneer in the sport as far as when women's MMA goes, and um, or you know honestly MMA in general. Uh, I just love the spirit that she brings to it. So yeah, and then um, yeah, I think they call her the Happy Warrior, right? Yes, yeah, the happy warrior. Yeah, I think she... Which, again, you know, that just kind of, like, speaks yeah. to my, like, 
romanticized idea of like a, a, being a warrior, you know, like not just a fighter or, you know, like being more than that, being a martial artist. It's your whole life, not just like a sport or a hobby or a thing that you do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think she represents the uh, sport of MMA or martial arts in general. Also. Yeah. Uh, I think she's a good representative. Um, I agree. <laughs> you know, just like, uh, what's his name, George St. Pierre? You know, I always. Yeah, that's actually a, a good, uh, yeah, good comparison like that. Yeah. That evolution of that honorable spirit. Yeah, I think. Within the sport. Yeah, she's a good example, I think. Overall. I mean, like any kind of step away from, from trash talking or from, you know, anything like that. Like, I, I'm honestly just not a fan of that in general. Um, I don't think it adds to the sport. I don't think it adds any hype for me. I would rather know more about a fighter and their, like, life story, what drove them to be who and what they are, um, than just hear them kind of talk smack about somebody else. Because, you know, we, we all need each other, right? You know, it's not a sport you can do by yourself. You need an opponent. So, in a way, like, you, you have to appreciate them and respect them and love them for what they do because without them, you would be training for nothing. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I think she does a good job with that, um, representing the sport. Now, for you, do you have any, like, upcoming fights coming up? Um question mark there um i was scheduled to uh fight september 13th i believe we're having a hard time locking down an opponent for that so i am still training for it preparing for it um i'm still you know in in fight camp right now uh everything is i'm i'm proceeding as though that's a fight that's going to happen um but we are having a bit of difficulty locking down an opponent i believe uh okay now, do you have any sponsors currently? Um, personally, no. Um, we do have team sponsors, um, particularly with the, you know, as our fighters right now are, are amateur, um, our focus is more on the team. You know, we're rising together. It's not about any one person. You know, it's not the Katie Perez show at the gym. It's not the, you know, it's not any any one person stands out. You know, everyone who is a part of the fight team matters. You know, whether they've had, five fights or zero fights and they're they're kind of looking at that start line so you know whether they're looking at turning pro or taking their first amateur fight or um they're just there to support their teammates and train really hard and learn skills um it's been all about the team you know and everyone together benefiting so we do have a couple team sponsors that we're really super fortunate to have uh one of them alexa garcia uh is a massage therapist and we are super fortunate that she uh, comes and takes care of our fighters right before they compete, uh, as well as, you know, offering like discounts and, and things like that and kind of opening up her practice to members of the team. So we're very fortunate to have her and she's amazing. So, you know, if you're in the Greensboro, North Carolina area and you ever need a massage, definitely check her out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love my massages. And my wife actually got me a, uh, gift card to get a massage. I gotta I gotta start I gotta use it soon. I love it. Yeah, I'm honest like there's someone there's no kinder gift. <laughs> I get the deep tissue ones. Nice. Hurt. Yeah. Let yeah. Get them done, but when you're once you're done your body feels great. You know Yeah, it's like you breathe a little easier, everything is unlocked and released and you just feel kind of awesome. 
Yeah. yeah. How often do you get a massage? <clears throat> um, currently once or twice a month is kind of what I, what I aim for. Obviously if we're, we're traveling on weekends, we, we're a very active gym. So, you know, we'll have fights like every other weekend or so, um, whether it's an MMA fight or we've had some Muay Thai bites, Muay Thai, excuse me, Muay Thai bouts scheduled or uh, jiu-jitsu tournaments. Um, so we're, we're very active. We're competing all of the time. And even if I'm not competing, I'm often there to corner or just support my teammates. So, uh, you know, obviously if we're out of town, it kind of throws off that schedule a little bit. Uh, I would definitely like to get back into once a week. But it's just, it's a matter of kind of figuring out like work schedule training and life balance you know getting all that situated yeah yeah i hear you yeah it's not easy getting there all the time it was up if i could i'd do it every week but it's hard to get in there yeah it's definitely a huge tool as far as recovery i'm sorry go ahead yeah so if this fight doesn't happen what would you say september 13th um What, would you, what are you going to look for another fight or somewhere else with another um, organization or? Well, uh, as, I, as I've said, I actually don't handle that kind of stuff. My coach is um, the one that finds fights. He, you know, gets in touch with promoters, matchmakers, and makes all that happen. Uh, more often than not, he's got a million things brewing at once for all of us. And, uh, you know, if something falls through, he's got another option or he, and he programs our training to support that so that we're peaking at the right time, things like that. Um, yeah, he just does a really professional job with that. And I actually don't know or want to know the details of, as far as like scheduling, um, it just makes my life easier as far as, you know, keeping to my training and my regimen, what I'm supposed to be doing. Okay. Now, do you train full time, or do you do this part time, or well, actually, obviously, that's a good question. I, know you I mean, <laughs> I know. Uh, you you could say full time. I mean, it's uh, uh about three hours in the evenings, and then if I don't have work that day, um, there's usually, you know, there's I take private lessons as well as there's like a daytime class, or if it's on the weekends, those are really long. Um, times to be training as well as I mean and you know tra- with training every day seven days a week it's it definitely feels like full-time <laughs> I can say that uh, and my job is very physical so I, I kind of cheat and get extra strength and conditioning uh, doing that as well wow you said you got into pottery and all that too right uh, to keep yourself uh, balanced when yeah. yeah yeah more like more like painting um and probably, you know, music are my go-tos. But, uh, yeah, it's, I, expressing myself through art is something that I kind of I have always gravitated towards, um, partly because I have a difficulty expressing myself sometimes. Uh, I can be a little bit, you know, awkward or shy or nervous in conversation for whatever reason. Um, you'd, you know, you'd, you'd think I wouldn't want to be a fighter in that case but that's like the only time I feel confident <laughs> so um but yeah I mean as, as far as that goes I've, I've always loved art and kind of used it as a means for accessing that that communication that expression yep. um so it's very calming to me uh even if it's just you know scribbling on a doodle pad that I can fit in my pocket or anything like that but even my, my job is um 
like I said, it's very labor intensive, but it's also, uh, well, it's, it's literally constructive. You know, it's, um, we, uh, work with, with metals. We, we assemble stairs and do railings and, you know, it's like a lot of welding and grinding and lifting things like that. But it's, it's very rewarding for me having worked a number of jobs from, you know, food service to retail to, um, you know, a couple of like desk jobs, like data entry or you know, things like that. Like I'm going from an office environment to something where I get to create and like see that at the end of the day that we've done something, um, you know, it's the stair stands a little taller or it's there at all. Um, things like that. It's, it's very rewarding for me and it kind of satisfies that need to create as well. Now, do you have any particular song that you walk out to when you go to your fights? Like right before you get into the ring, like what's your walkout song? <laughs> um, most recently it's been Rise by the Glitch Mob. It's actually, you know, speaking of nerdy things, it's kind of a it was a collaborative piece between like the Glitch Mob, uh, Mako, I think one other, but it was done for uh the League of Legends Worlds. <laughs> but I as like a promo kind of song, it's got an animated video and all that stuff. I just like I the lyrics speak to me right now. Um and it's it's very inspiring, kind of pumps me up without getting me too hyped. But, uh, you know, previously I walked out to um, a brick-and-mortar cover of Voodoo Child. Um, the the song itself isn't as important. Uh, I kind of just go by feel. Um, I'll change it on a whim, or I'll just kind of hang on to it. But it's it's not that important to me, kind of like, you know, what I, I, I'm wearing or what I'm... Yeah. Those those kind of ancillary like side aspects. I mean, yes, they're all part of it, and um, you know, you do kind of develop little rituals or whatever. But for me, it's more about feeling than anything else. So I could say right now that I'll probably walk out to rise for my next fight, but that could completely change in the next you know thirty minutes or so. <laughs> I've always wondered like what people uh, how do they choose their music. Yeah, Absolutely, think, yeah. It's definitely about like the energy and the feeling to me. Yeah, I would, would think it would be something that would get you pumped, motivated to get out there and perform your best. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, I just kind of, I mean, like I said, I, I love playing music. I just love music in general. So it's it's super easy for me to access emotion through music. So even if I walk out first and then I get to listen to my opponent's song, um, it's all cool because I usually like their music too. Like, it's just it just kind of works out. The song itself is not as important as getting into that place mentally. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm able to do that internally. It's less about the external aids, as it were. Ah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I wonder what if I would, I mean, I never did MMA, but I'm wondering what, like, what song I would walk, walk out to. You, you totally should. You should just, you should just join a gym and do it. Absolutely. I think everyone should. You know, At least once, everyone should should fight in a cage. Tells <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you a lot about yourself. I was a well, I'm a little old now. I'm almost fifty, but I always did the uh, jiu-jitsu tournaments. That was that was my thing. I used to oh, play. I love jiu-jitsu tournaments. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like waiting around though. I always I always found that kind of like threw me off. You know. Yeah, it's all part of it, right? Yeah, but yeah, you know. I kind of, kind of like it. Now, in terms of um, social media, like if people wanted to get in touch with you and so forth, like what's the best way to get in touch with you? 
Um, yeah, so the best way to um, kind of follow what's going on or just get in touch would be through, um, I have an Instagram and a, uh, and a Facebook page. Both are Katie Makina Asesina Perez, so it's my fight name in the middle there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think and, uh, yeah, so I'll definitely pump that in there. In the case, yeah, absolutely. Facebook account, obviously, right? I'm sorry, can you say that one more time? It's kind of broke up a little bit. You have a Facebook account too? Uh, yes, yeah, and it's it's also, you know, it's Katie Makina Asesina Perez. Um, pretty easy to find. There's not a lot of people with that name. <laughs> it's, it's an athlete page. Um, but yes, yeah, pretty up to date. Um, and you can also see not, not just what I'm up to, but what my teammates are doing, um, what our gym is doing. Like we have a really cool seminar this weekend. Um, and, you know, all that kind of stuff is, is promoted. So if you just want to know what's going on under gym, um, you can use that to find the gym's page as well. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Has your gym got anything going on this weekend that you like to let people know? Um, like yeah. So we, we do have that seminar. It's, um, actually led by it's going to be brian freeman and oh gosh i'm terrible with names and i just saw him recently uh, at another seminar actually um it'll it'll come to me soon <laughs> uh they're uh paraplegic jiu-jitsu fighters and uh they both compete as well you know they're at, um and they're going to kind of share their perspective on jujitsu as well as, you know, what, what kind of sneaky things they've learned from, from changing their point of view to suit themselves and, and see not, not as a disability, not as something that takes away, but something that just opens up new doors um, and provides an avenue uh, for jujitsu, which I honestly think is awesome and beautiful. Um, I have a teammate actually uh, who is a double amputee and you know, while initially the reaction to that is like, oh, you know, like how, how, you know, how that must be difficult to work with. It's like, no, he's super dangerous and he will definitely kill you. You know, if you, if you you sleep on him at all, he will absolutely take control of that match. He's a super good jujitsu player and it's not a a disadvantage. He just finds new advantages. Um, So it's, to me, it's like, it's what jujitsu is, is working with what you have is, you know, recognizing your strengths and empowering them, um, and leveling that playing field. That's that kind of fascinating. So the guy has no use of his legs, right? That's, that's amazing. Um, yes. So the, for the seminar, um, yes, I think it's, it's one, I think Brian has limited use and then, um, gosh, it's like on the tip of my tongue. I cannot believe my head's not straight on this. Uh, it has, uh, I believe, no use of his legs. Um, but so yeah. So how did, the, and the, I find that amazing. How does he like work his guard or, you know what I mean? Because your, your legs are <clears throat> from, especially if you're on your back, that's like very important to be able to use your legs, you know? Like how does he, that's like, I find that fascinating. What's that? It's the, uh, it's the adaptive jujitsu, right? So it's, it's using what they do have available. Um, honestly, like I, I, I think you should definitely check out their, their schedule and try to hook up with one of their seminars because it's totally worth it. Um, I believe this will be my second seminar with, with both of them. 
uh, that I'm, and I'm really excited to, to, you know, learn the next kind of wave of chicks. Um, they should, they should see if they can stream that on YouTube or something. I believe I, yeah, I I believe they do, um, you know, promote that on their, you know, various social medias or some clips on YouTube. And, and they'll have video clips? Um, I think so. I'm I'm honestly not super sure about that. Uh, like I said, I, I have been fortunate to just be able to attend the seminars. Um, but it's it's nice because we're hosting them this okay. time. So that's that's kind of like the exciting thing that's going on at our gym this weekend. And I believe oh. next weekend it's a jiu-jitsu tournament. Oh, is that at the gym itself or is it? Uh, no, that'll be, that'll be external. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, say so to everybody out there, there's no excuse not to train, I guess, right? <laughs> exactly. That's, I mean, like, there's no excuse. There's never excuses. Um, you know, everyone's got a million, but at the end of the day, it's just kind of what's important to you, and do you want it or not, you know? Exactly. That, I find that, um, glad I asked you that question. That's very inspiring. You know? But, um, <clears throat> excuse me here. I'm choking a little bit. <laughs> I got nothing to drink, but yeah, that that's great how they're able to uh, use their bodies like that, you know. Uh, wow, damn, I can't imagine doing that without my legs, you know. <laughs> but that's great. And then so you got the seminar going on. Um, hopefully, your fight will take place on the thirteenth. And then, uh, yeah, that sounds like. Good. Pretty interesting out there. Now, is there anything out there that you want to like say to potential sponsors out there or people that you're looking to become sponsored? Like, what would make you stand out? What makes you stand out more as an MMA, female MMA fighter as opposed to the other women out there? Like, is it like you got to, you know, like how would you sell yourself to a sponsor? Hello? Well, all right, guys, I, I guess I kind of lost her. We'll be back after this short break. Guys, I want you to know that at the interview that we just had with Katie Perez got cut off because um, something happened on her end. She had a, uh, she couldn't stay on the line. Uh, we apologize for that. Thank you. This is a coupon queen pen from the CQP Moments podcast, and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. Hey fans, here at Podcast City Network, we have a lot of great shows on all of our great social media outlets, podcastcity.net, facebook.com slash podcastcitynetwork, hit that thumbs up, you can send a tweet to Podcast City Network on Twitter at podcastcitynet, only on Podcast City Network. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. 
Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash MMA show and browse the unmasked selection of audio programs. Download a trial for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash MMA show. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original shows, news, comedy, and more from leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. And if you need a book suggestion, I have two. One is called I Am a Survivor by Christina Ritoro, and the other one is written by me, Mark Ritoro, called The Cabal. The saga begins. Are you a fan of the Mark the Shark MMA show? Are you looking for some swag? Check us out on the web at www.marktheshark.mmashow.com where we sell t-shirts, hoodies, crop tops, hats, beanie hats, anything you want. Check it out. Are you also looking to become a guest on the show and be interviewed by me, Mark the Shark Retorto? Well, go to the website and sign up as a guest. Are you looking to become a sponsor? Go to the website. Sign up. Take advantage of the wild range growth of the sport of MMA and be have your business and service advertised to millions of listeners that listen to this podcast every week worldwide from everywhere. Check it out. www.marktheshark.mmashow.com All right, guys, we're back on the show, and I just wanted to make a quick announcement. Um, both me and my daughter put, published some new books that are now available on Amazon, currently just now in paperback, but um, they will be available in Kindle format soon and audiobook book format soon. My book is called Marcus the Vampire, and my daughter Christina's book is called A Little Bit Louder. Um, you can get them now at www.retortofamilybooks.com. That's R-I-T-O-R-T-O familybooks.com or Amazon. Um, I actually just finished doing an interview with Ed Pizzini um, with his podcast called Business Conversations. I will include a link to that podcast interview in the description notes of this episode. It's Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything with Me podcast, and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. Hi, everyone. This is Mark the Shark Retorta, sending a message to all the fans out there. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help support it by making a small donation. It could be anywhere from a dollar, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine. It could even be a monthly donation. Any amount is appreciated. To donate to this money to this podcast, go to www.markthesharkmmashow.com. Again, that's www.markthesharkmmashow.com. Hi. This is Mark the Shark Retorto. This is a message to all the parents out there. Are you looking for an inspirational book for your child to read? Well, check out a book written by a child 
11-year-old little girl by the name of Christina Retorto. She has two books. One is called Invisible Girl, and one is called I Am a Survivor. Both inspirational books written by a child for a child. You can find them at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, as well as her website, www.RetortoFamilyBooks.com. Again, that's R-I-T-O-R-T-O. Are you looking for your next action thriller novel? Check out The Cabal. The saga begins. You can find it on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com or www.RetortoFamilyBooks.com That's R-I-T-O-R-T-L FamilyBooks.com Again, check out the next great action thriller suspense mood book called The Cabal. The saga begins. guys we're at the end of our show this is mark retorto i'm signing off and don't forget to follow us on our facebook page it's called the mark the shark mma show and it's mark with a c not a k and also feel free to leave us messages by using the anchor app and also don't forget if you look in a mood for a good action thriller book to buy my book called the cabal the saga begins it's available on amazon and barnesandnoble.com and if you need a good book for your kid Get the I Am Survivor book or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter, Christina Retorto, also available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week. Thank you.